Hey, how's it going? Tommy Taylor here. And I'm Desnica, and welcome to the Marriage 2.0 podcast. couple that went through just about everything bad someone can go through in marriage quadruple times over and came out more in love than ever and using our story to inspire and give hope to the world. Since we've come out of our version of hell on earth, we have built a global marriage coaching business mentoring hundreds of couples and individuals all around the world. We've helped them fix issues like affair recovery, communication, intimacy issues, addictions, and all forms of abuse when no one else could. We've gone through all of these things plus so much more, so we get it. We tried everything out there from counseling, therapy, intensives, webinars, hundreds of books, and even tactics like Slow to Speak, Quick to Listen. And the truth is, all of those things were just band-aids that left us on an emotional roller coaster from hell. We truly believe that when you couple a heart for God and a strong desire for massive action, anything is possible. But honestly, most of us are never given the right knowledge. The Marriage 2.0 podcast shares interviews from the world's most successful people in business, sports, health, entertainment, and finance in order to help you live the purpose-filled life God designed for you so that you can live an inspiring life filled with more freedom, love, and impact. So get ready to learn the stuff that no one ever taught you about marriage. Your old marriage is dead and marriage 2.0 starts now. How's it going, everyone? And welcome to this next episode. Today, we're going to be talking about, you know, how you're how your spouse can be like, you know, I want divorce and you don't. And therefore you're not giving me what I want. Therefore you're selfish for not giving me a divorce. This is incredibly painful and it's exhausting. And when you're standing for your, when you're standing for your marriage and your spouse is like trying to claim for a divorce and then they're putting you down and just continuing to knock you down. Like that is something that's super common. Like one, Tommy had said this to, to me. He had told me that I was super selfish for not wanting a divorce and um, not just doing the paperwork for him. And then we also hear it all the time from individuals. Like we, we help them save their marriages when their spouse don't want to and they want a, a divorce, right? And so these things are said and it's super common, but you're not selfish. And so we're going to talk about that. Yeah, this is actually something that we hear really all the time, uh, even from clients actually too. And it's one of those, obviously, but when it's one of those things like that, that you go through and it's just very like confusing and you don't know what to do and you don't know what to say, well, we're going to end all that today. And the goal today with this podcast is just to shift your mindset really on where to stand. Um, because right now you're kind of feeling probably like you're on unstable grounds and you don't really know what to, what to say. You don't really know, okay, well, if, do I just give them divorce? Like, you know, like, what do I do here? Right. So we want to talk about that today, but you may be standing, uh, there have been like different things like harsh with you, with their words. I know for me, like with Desnica was like super harsh with my words. Oh yes. All the time. Yeah. And it was one of those things that, you know, saying things like is basically just saying things just to hurt you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's saying things just to hurt you. It, you know, basically like if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be in this situation you things like even like you annoy me or different things like that. Like you're, and you could go on and on with like the statements, like you're just a blank, you know, fill in the blank or it's horror or whatever it is. Like, I mean, I said those things, you're just a, whatever it is. Right. And 
you're just a narcissist or whatever, you know, you know how we feel about that. Go back and watch the narcissist one. But, uh, you know, they even try and do things like pin the kids against you and different things like that and try to make you look like the monster, you know, because they ultimately want to hurt you. Yeah, it's like their goal is to hurt you as much as possible. Like they're in a bunch of pain and they don't know how to deal with it. And so it's coming out and on you because whatever's happened, they want to make sure that is equal. The pain is equal. Yeah, they just want to balance out the scales. They want basically what they have, what you have going on here is they want you to feel how they feel and they want you to hurt because what boils down to is they are hurting a lot. And you're like, well, oh no, like, what do I do here? Right. Like, what do I do? What do I do in this situation? And I mean, it's really common. So one thing, you're not alone to be confused about what to do, but we're going to go over that in this podcast episode. But the problem is, is that you go into prove it mode. Oftentimes, most people will go into prove it mode. They come off as very needy. And number one, like needy is not sexy whatsoever. It's not attractive. And most certainly will push your your spouse away. Yeah. And basically, like you're trying to keep face you know, or keep your emotions in check. But, you know, you go through these cycles of suppressing your emotions instead of actually understanding them. And yet you explode, you know, eventually (laughs) and consistently. And so when you do that, you basically end up being like, well, I can't take this anymore. Then you go back to like, well, I don't want them. I can't take this anymore. Well, no, I got to, I got to save this. Right. You know, this isn't worth it to like, oh, this is worth it. Like, you know, you go back and forth on this emotional like pendulum and both of you are on like this giant, not only emotional roller coaster within yourselves, but also in the relationship, of course, that's going on and you're on eggshells and all this fun jazz. Um, but it's, it's not fun to be, to say the least. No, not fun at all. It is quite chaotic and especially to be in that place of just like going all back and forth right of you know just pressing trying really hard and then you know them being mean and then you exploding and we're like i'm sorry and then like well see you don't ever change and you know that's why i want a divorce because you can't change and it's like the cycle continues you know and this is one of the things that like we had gone through right so when I was standing for our marriage tommy was incredibly abusive like i think he called me every name in the book Mm-hmm. And I swear his eyes glazed over black one day uh, when he was standing there yelling at me. And, you know, he told me all kinds of things, like incredibly, incredibly verbally abusive. Yes, on a very high level. And, you know, society, when you hear stuff like this, they're like, well, they say things like, you know, the damage is just too far. It's too, it's too much. Like maybe it's just too much to repair this, you know you know, maybe you should just give the divorce or maybe you should just like, you know, split ways and or part ways that people say it and go your separate ways. And, you know, then you can guys can at least, you know, do it for the kids. Right. <laughs> like, I don't know where people come up with these ideas. Um, but like when it comes to stuff like this, that's what you hear from society. Yes. And, you know, Tommy had handed me divorce papers that filled out the best of his abilities, which was a hilarious joke. Um, you could tell he was not used to doing any kind of well, paperwork, <laughs> anything legal, like, let's just say that. And so, um, you know, so when he did that, I wasn't like, oh, okay, let me fill these out for you and fix all your errors. And so we can get this divorce. Like, no, like, you know, like in that moment, like I had the decision to make, like, am I going to cave into like his, 
his like manipulation at the time because like that's what it, it was and he was you know trying to get like his way because he hurt and you know felt trapped didn't know how to escape this pain and so like do I just cave in like what do I do like how do I say like I don't want to be selfish I'm not a selfish person like I'm like I want the marriage and I'm like I'm trying to stand for our vows and like do what's best and walk in alignment with God and like do all these things. And like, so like, what do I do? And like, I got, I got to say like being in that moment, it was one of the most like confusing, chaotic times. And, you know, you, there wasn't good advice out there. There, I, you know, I had people um, in my corner who thought I was great and amazing. And Tommy was some big a-hole that were just like, Oh, just, you know, just, you'd be fine. You'll be better off without him. Like you can do it. Like just, it doesn't matter, you know? And then other people who are like, well, just, you know, whatever you decide. And I'm like, I don't know how to make this decision. <laughs> like, right. Like it can be very overwhelming. And then you got the fact exhausting. that like, yeah. Then you got the fact that like, you know, in that situation there, your spouse is saying things like, well, you're selfish. Or if you really cared about my happiness, or if you really cared about me, or if you really loved me, like you say you do quotation marks, like that's like kind of like a jab there, but then you would just give me this and we would part ways so that we can find our own happiness and be like happy and oh, go, yes. go off and be with someone else, whatever it is, right? Tommy told me that he was like, if you really loved me, you would let me go so I can be happy. <laughs> right. Which is funny. It's like, honestly, I understand where people are coming from when they say stuff like that. Because I was there. Because you said it. Because <laughs> I was there and I said it. But at the same time, it's honestly, your spouse right now... Um has the emotional intelligence of like a three-year-old. All they know is I want this. I want this. I want this. And it's like them throwing a fit of going, I want this. I want this toy. I want this toy. I want this toy. Like, that's all it is. It's like the emotional intelligence of that. <laughs> and they're like, if you cared about my happiness, if you really cared about me, then you would give me this toy. Right? Like that's the same intelligence level as far as emotionally wise, um, that you can like look at this at. So therefore, should you give a child just everything that they want um, just because they're throwing a fit and they're in, you know, an emotionally unstable place? No, absolutely not. No. So what's going on here, though? Yeah, you have to understand, like, they're in a place where they're hurting constantly and consistently and incredibly bad, right? There is a lot, a lot of internal misalignment and in return, like when you have internal misalignment and all these things that you don't understand going on within you, it causes an overwhelm of like just like panic, just anxiety, like confusion. It's exhausting. Like when you don't know like what's going on within you and, you know, you're swinging from like good to bad, like you'll have a moment where like, hey, like, you know, uh, I'm good. And then like, well, I'm bad and just swinging all over the place. It's all this internal things that are out of a line. And so they're hurt and they just want to see you hurt too because they don't know how to deal with it. Yeah, they're going back and forth between this place of like, dang, oh, like, like I, I don't want to leave my family, right? Like, like I feel like a freaking selfish a-hole for leaving my family, which, which you are. Um, and then like the other side of it is that you, you feel like um, when it comes to this, you're like, Oh, man, like I'm so tired. I'm tired of being tired. Like I'm tired of hurting. I'm tired of being tired. I've, I've, like why, why is this tired so of fighting? Tired of fighting. Like why is this important now? Like it wasn't important years ago. 
Like they didn't care this much when they were out screwing someone else or whatever it is, right? Like they didn't care then. Like how do I know this is just not a false front and this isn't going to just like go back to the way it was like it did a thousand other times, right? Like what's the difference now? Like why should I keep putting in the effort? Like why do you care now when you didn't care before enough to like put 100% effort in? Like why am I important? All of a sudden now, like, you know, that it's all this. And, you know, they could go to the place where it's like there's a lot of resentment that builds here. Mm. A ton of resentment. Yes. So much resentment typically builds here. Uh, That was really big in for us too. And we see it all the time. Like resentment builds. And especially with that, it's like, why now? Why now? And that, that causes a lot of hostility and resentment. And when there hasn't been that effort before, and now there is that effort. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're like, you like, did I not mean enough to you to try earlier on versus last minute ditch effort? Like, why didn't you care enough to put the effort in earlier than, than now? Like, why am I not worth the effort to put in when it is good or when it is okay or when it is bad, but not like, you know, end of days, <laughs> like, why was it not worth it then? And so the it boils down to her, they're just wanting at the moment, they're very angry, mm-hmm. very, very, very angry and hurt. Um, hurt people, hurt people. Yes. Uh, they want to see you hurt. And they're in that phase of wanting to see you hurt. They basically also are a walking contradiction, which when you have, and what I mean by that is that you have all this internal misalignment. And when you have internal misalignment, that meaning like internal misalignment of out of alignment of your core values and principles, and then your, so that your, your internal misalignment is your core values and principles or alignment, sorry. And your internal misalignment with that is external is, is trying to clash with that when your external decisions don't align with your internal principles and values, which causes anxiety, stress, overwhelm, um, anger, resentment, um, angry at yourself, angry at others. Like there's just a lot of anger. And like Dustin was saying, it boils down to this simple statement, hurt people, hurt people. Exactly. And it's not, not knowing how to deal with it. Right. But the whole point is, you have to understand this, like, right? So you have to understand it doesn't matter what they want. Nope. It doesn't. And why? Because it's not about them, right? So when we were standing for our marriage and I wouldn't give Tommy the divorce, it, it wasn't about him at that time. Like, that's not, like, he could say whatever he wanted, but me standing and choosing to stand and fight and save for our marriage was about me and God. That's what it was about. I was choosing to stand by my values and my principles moving forward, like regardless of what Tommy did or what he said, like I knew that the actions I were taking was in alignment and I knew that I was doing it because God told me to, and I knew it was right. And it was about me, not what he was saying in the moment. Yeah. So here's the thing, like you should refuse, refuse, utterly refuse refuse to get a divorce like tell them that i i am standing this can definitely be saved this is not a good idea to get a divorce we can fix this and be better than ever and i'm choosing to stand and state very clearly that if that's what you want if that's what they want is to to get a divorce and that's their choice you're you're not obviously that's their choice you know you're not here to control them however just because that's their choice doesn't mean that that's my choice. And I will stand firm in my principles and my values. And just because you're not choosing to stand in your principles and your values and you're choosing to live by feelings doesn't mean that I have to, right? 
And the funny thing here is like you have to, or I'll, I'll actually, I'll get to that part, but you have to choose to say like, if you want a divorce, you're going to have to drag me through the mud to get there. Like you're going to have to force me legally to get a divorce. Mm-hmm. Like that's the only way. And that's where you have to stand. And ironically, the funny thing about this is like when, when you tell someone it's funny, cause I tell people sometimes they're living by feelings and not principles. And, uh, when they choose not to act on certain things. And the funny thing is, is that, that, you know, they're living by principles and feelings when they get defensive and say, I'm not living by, I'm, are, you, you know, they're living by, sorry, feelings and not principles when they choose to get defensive and they're like, no, it's not, it's not, it's not living by feelings, my principles. Okay. Well, what are your principles? X, Y, and Z. Okay, well, that doesn't align with what you just said, so therefore you're living by feelings. It's that simple. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it, it's a walking contradiction is what it is. Like, it's just dumb. Because um, if you got them to admit, if, if you trapped them beforehand and got them to admit their principles and values before you said this statement, then you go into this, then they wouldn't be able to di- deny it. Like, it would just literally be like, yeah, I'm, I'm not living by principles and values. Screw it. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> Yes. And so, and and this is, this is is hard. I like, it's not like the easiest thing to do and stand there and be like, no, I'm not doing it. Cause you know, like we said, Tommy was calling me every name in the book, calling me selfish, like doing all these things to try and get me to, to fill out the divorce. He even, he brought me the papers and like, he was like, sign them. I'm going to come back and get them. Like he tried to give me like a deadline to get them done. Um, you know, there was just, and I was like, I'm not doing it. Like I'm not fixing it. And just throw them in the trash. Just throw them right in the trash, right in front of them. That's the best idea. Yes. And <laughs> I got to say, I didn't toss, I didn't throw ours in the trash at the time. Like I didn't think about that. So uh, I just tossed them in the corner and just left them there. The, the trash would have been better because then he would have had to go get more. And, um, but like most certainly I wasn't. Which was a pain. I wasn't going to help. And that's the stand you have to take. It's like, I'm not going to help you do something that's not in alignment with my values. Like this isn't the choice I'm making. So you should not help. So that means you should not be helping get together paperwork. You shouldn't be filling out paperwork. You shouldn't be getting them, you know, anything that helps to file a divorce, you should not be helping with like, not at all. Even if they're like, Oh, can you give me a ride to the, no, like, no, like if it has to do with getting a divorce, like your answer is no, I do not believe in it. And, and stand by your values. Like it's, it's simple, but it's not the easiest thing to do in the moment. Right. And that's where you have to make that choice of like, I'm not going to live by feelings. Like, you know, I wanted to just make him stop screaming at me and, you know, just, I didn't know what to do at the time. And so this is where like you, you do know now, like we're telling you, you have to say no, you do not have to aid in helping get a divorce. Like you can stand firm and no, like it's going to have to be like a legal pool for me to, to get a divorce. Like I'm not going to do it willingly. Like they're literally going to have to, to get clear on that, serve you and make you do it. And I, I think even like legally, if they serve you, I don't think, I mean, I'm not a lawyer, but I don't think you even have to do it at that point. I think they have like, I think they can force you at some point, but I don't know all the legalities yeah, once of it. Once you get served. Yeah, it, you have to do. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Once you get served, you have to legally or you get detained, I think. But, um, but like when it comes to that, like that's the only way that they're gonna have to, they're gonna do it. And if you get served, well, that's that's their decision. But at least you knew you did everything that you could, and you stood firm in your beliefs and not wavered. And you can continue to stand right. Like so, it's just because you have papers doesn't mean anything. And most certainly, 
a big thing like you do here is when they're yelling at you or losing their minds, you're not yelling back. You're not losing your mind back at them, mm-hmm. right? So it's not like, no, I'm not doing this, you blankety blank, or like that right, like, does not demonstrate control whatsoever. No, like you're not you're not just doing the same thing back in like an angry, hostile way, right? So this is where like you have to make those changes and show up different too. Yes, and also, like, when, when they say stuff, like, so here's the thing. Like, you actually have to have real change. I'm not just talking about Bible, prayer, and going to church. I'm talking about real foundational change to be able to say this next statement. But, like, when it comes to this, like, you know, no, I'm working on myself. I'm putting the right action steps, building all the right foundations in place. And when it comes to these things, I'm doing that, right? And, and I'm also, like, if they start calling you names, be like, no, that's not who I am anymore. That's not who I am. I am loved, chosen, valued, blessed, redeemed, healed, whole, strong, forgiven, set free. Dustin used to do that to me, and I it pissed me off so bad. He would um, be he'd be calling me so he really liked horror a lot. Um, horror slut, anything that he could like belittle me, and I'd be like, "That's not who I am." God says I'm chosen, I'm loved, I'm redeemed, and he's anything he said, I would like say the opposite of, and he would get mad and walk away. Yeah, I would call her a holy hypocrite. You know, like. I would just, uh, every little name under the book, you know, but the reality is she did change. However, she didn't just go to church, read her Bible and pray. Like she did a lot of other things too, to work on herself internally. So that stuff has to be there to be able to say this. Um, not that, not that I'm love chosen value because that's who you really are anyways, through God's eyes, regardless of what you do. But I'm talking about like real true change. If you don't have the real true change, you don't have no ground to stand. Um, when it comes to other than just your principles, like there's no reason for them to stay, no hope, no desire, nothing to ch- like, you actually have to have the real change. Mm-hmm. So that has to be a place, a thing. However, on a side note here, like when it comes to, um, when it comes to like really investing into like say coaching or even though I'm not for therapy, something, whatever you end up doing, like when it comes to investing into, let's just say coaching to save your marriage, let's be clear. Their opinion on how you spend the money right now does not matter. It does not matter because they're, they lost that opinion. They lost that say in the relationship when it comes to investing into stuff to save your marriage when they chose not to. So they don't have no, they don't have no say in that. You, they're not leading the family or if they're a man and they're definitely not leading themselves either way, man or woman in the right direction. So they're not making good decisions right now. So you have to step up man or woman and decide to lead with the right values and principles and choose to step in and lead from there. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you know, if you are the woman, like this is a place where you would have to step up and lead. I had to, and it was a temporary place where I was leading where, you know, Tommy obviously leads our family now, but in that time, like I had to step up and take the lead in saving our, our marriage and our family. And so there is no shame in that. And it's still like choosing to walk in your values and your principles in that area. Yeah. And the thing is like, when it comes down to this, like, Oh, I'm afraid if I do it, it's definitely going to push them away. Like spend the money or whatever on whatever it is. Right. Um, if I spend the money, we've had issues with finance. It's just going to push them away and they're going to leave. They're leaving anyways. <laughs> like, right now like, you like, don't have anything like, to help you. And, no change and nothing like they're they're on they're gonna leave like you're gonna have to do something to have change yeah doing nothing is a for sure way to push them away and them to leave i guarantee it yes doing something 
I don't suggest just anything, but doing something and investing into something is going to be the best action steps and chance at saving your marriage. So that being said, their opinion in this area also doesn't matter. No. And so, you know, you, you just want to make sure like you're, you are being very clear about this, right? And how, how to fix this is, you know, you have to have change and grow as a person, like massively in the right ways though, right? Like this is where you actually have to have true change in the right ways. And truly believe everyone has room for, for our growth and change. It's not one person in the marriage. There's two and not because you're a bad person. We're not taught these things. Right. And one of my, one of my favorite things is, um, you know, I thought Tommy was just the problem and I learned so much that I had changed that I needed. Mm -hmm. So, you know, having that in, so you have to have that massive, massive change in the right direction. And yes, you know, Bible church prayer always, that's that's a that's a basic thing that should not have ever left your life to begin with if it has but there's other action steps that need to be going along with that yeah and also not just like slow to speak quick to listen like you can't just do that and just try to communicate and just be okay they yelled at me count to 10 <laughs> yeah so and like and like that's that's just gonna suppressing your emotions i'm not saying let them control you but suppressing your emotions is just as bad as not as reacting in my opinion like because it's going to end up it's it's going to end up failing you it, it, there will be an explosion i i did try the being slow to speak and quick to listen and you know especially if there is a history of angry if you're like more of the fiery one uh shorter fuse and then you're implementing this okay i'm just gonna be slow to speak i'm just gonna be kind and listen Mm -hmm. and let me just tell you like there is a snapping point and you'll lose it if you don't have that foundational change i can say from experience (laughs) and what we've seen a lot of yes like for example like you have to focus on becoming a healthy individual and understand all healthy foundations in all areas. So, for example, like you have to you have to have the right foundations in mindset. Because if you don't change mindset, I mean, you're not going to change anything. I mean, of course, there's the God foundation with which you started with Bible, church, and prayer. However, you have to have more than more than that too. On the because uh, there's other foundations, not just that. You have mindset foundation. Then you have when it comes to um, individual foundation, being a healthy individual foundation. Then you have the marriage foundation. Then you have the last one, which is tools. Um, but most people do start there. So there's there's those different areas that you have to go into. Um, but you also, like what I tell people is like when it comes to changing and, and growing um, to save your marriage when you're fighting for this, like a lot of programs out there and a lot of people will, will that, that are for saving your marriage will tell you that you just got to focus on yourself. Focus on yourself 100% or you will fail. So yes, focus on yourself and you do have to have true transformational growth. But Mm -hmm. if you just do 100% focus on yourself, that's not the best way to save your marriage. You have to have a 90-10 focus. So 90% on your transformation and growth, not your spouse, 10% on them. But it needs to be a very tactical and strategic 10% um, with a method we use called the power of one. But in other words, you need to be able to, you know, in short here, what that means with the power of one is you need to be able to change their narrative and their viewpoint of the marriage. You need to be able to change how they view you and the marriage. Cause right now it's not very good. <laughs> That's why they're wanting to leave. Um, you also need to be able to communicate 
in a way that is not confrontational and in a way that actually stacks wins. And you need to be able to, you know, separate from your spouse in a way where like you're, you're not attached to them. I'm not saying to leave. I'm telling you like you need to detach from your spouse, like in a healthy way to where you don't need them, but you want them. Mm-hmm. Like there, there's a difference. Like you can't not be in a place where you compulsively, obsessively are needy and just every the last thought of your being is focused on them and what they're doing and how they're doing and what they're saying and what this means and what that means. No, that's, that's not okay. You need to break away from that because and you need to know how to do that because if you don't, then what's going to happen is it's, it's 90% focus on you or sorry on them. And then it's tempest opposites, 10% focus on your own growth. And when you do that, what happens is, is you don't, you're not focused on the process. You're not focused on growth and nothing changes. And it, and it just breeds that like hopelessness and that despair, you know? And so that's why you have to grow and change in the right ways. When, when we were staying, when I was standing in our marriage, it wasn't like, like Tommy was watching me and he was most certainly pushing me like trying. So it, like that, that's a normal thing for, it's like for testing you. Yeah. To test. And if you're not changing and growing in like the right way, then what, what's going to happen is you'll explode and so it's, it was like you took one step forward and then took three steps back, right? And you have to be changing the view of you and the marriage or they're going to continue just to see the same person, right? And so, like, that's why, like, as you grow, like, you become a different person. So I'm not the same person today that I was back then. And if I wouldn't have had true foundational change, then I wouldn't have been able to have any kind of hope or inspiration or anything for Tommy to see, a difference and nothing would have changed and we would have continued on that path of divorce because he was really checked out so like that's where like you have to have true change and shift the narrative but no matter what stand strong and have that firm I'm not not going to go along with the divorce willingly like I'm not helping with it I'm going to walk in alignment and no I'm not selfish and I'm sorry like I'm just not Right. And just having that value of standing and, and knowing what you're doing is the right thing. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if they really want to leave, like, here's the thing. Think about this. If they really wanted to leave, they could leave. There's <laughs> like, nothing stopping them. Um, they could leave. It's not selfish. Like, are you holding a gun to their head? I hope not. But like, <laughs> they don't. Could, like, like, they, yeah, don't do that. They, they could leave. Like, there's no reason why, like, they can't leave. And, you know, unless there's some type of financial aspect to it. But, like, at the end of the day, they could find another job. They could get a, a second job. Whatever they need to do, they could leave, mm-hmm. right? So when it boils down to it, there's nothing stopping them. So if they're not leaving yet, it's because, well, deep down they don't want to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they're on the fence. Just think about it that way. Um, but when you go to when you go to do these things, you, you have to realize, like, that not only do you have to change their narrative and their viewpoint, but you also have to, you have to understand that you have to – build internal pressure because a lot of times what people do is they apply external pressure of like, you know, trying to, you know, set consequences in place or trying to, you know, Hey, when are we going to talk about this? What are you going to do? Where do we stand? Blah, 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 blah. Right. Number one, that comes off needy and annoying. Um, which is why they're calling you annoying, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. other than just trying to hurt you. But then two, when it comes down to that, you have to realize that, that there has to be real change, um, but of course, but then yet there also has to be internal pressure. 
So internal pressure means that when they actually make the decision and you apply, if you apply it the correct way through forms, communication, subcommunication, tonality, like strategically, very strategic, then what will happen is they will come to the conclusion that they want to stay, they want to work on it. And when they decide to do that, that's when you know you're good because they made the decision. Because like not everybody's super stubborn, but I was um, like when I make up my mind, I do not change it. Like it does not change. Um, rarely, like like once I'm very like fixed on that, and Dustinka can expand on that. Oh but. yeah, um, yeah, like immovable, like so stubborn. Oh, it's very annoying. Um, that was like that. It was that was a challenge, and that's why it's so important to know these things and to implement. Because if Tommy can shift income out of his like he had the place, he had the plan, like he was gone, and if his mind can change then there's really hope for anybody. Yeah. And I was, I was seeing, you know, someone or whatever, like not really, it was more like a date, but like I was seeing people in theory there. And then I also was like, you know, had an apartment picked out. Um, I was actually moving to a different area altogether to get away from her as far as possible. Um, and then, and then uh, I was also, you know, when it comes down to it, I was also um, just done. Like I was emotionally checked out and some insight here for your spouse that, that is in that position to, so you understand them a little bit better. They're most likely they did not come to this conclusion lightly. It wasn't just something that like, Oh, I think today I'm going to get a divorce. This is something that they've been thinking about for a long, long, long time. Um, and most likely a lot of pain involved with it and a lot of chances and a lot of things like repetitions of going through it and a lot of disappointment. So you have to understand like where they're coming from. I'm not saying it's right. I don't agree with their decision to want that at the moment. Just like I don't, if I was looking back at myself, I'd say I was an idiot then. Um, and you can say this like, dude, you're overreacting. Let's just make this work. I got you. Um, but like when it comes down to it, like, like you have to understand where they're at too. Mm-hmm. So our goal with this, our goal with this is just to let you know, like you have to, you have to do this the right way. Um, and we wanted to let you also know mainly primarily the main thing was how to stand. Um, we wanted to end the confusion around really, what do I do? What do I say? Like, do I like, give it to him? Do I not? Like, do I, I don't know. Do I just give them divorce and like do what some people tell us? Like maybe I'll just need a divorce. And then like, you know, to restart some people, by the way, some people will come to you and be like, you know, maybe we can work this out. They'll try to manipulate you. Maybe we can work this out in the future. I just want to get divorced. I need this marriage to end before I can do the next. <laughs> I've heard that so many times. You don't need that. <laughs> Makes no. no rational sense whatsoever. Um, but, but yeah, anyways, so don't do that. That's just manipulation. Don't tell them that they're manipulating you. That doesn't go well, but just know that's what it is. Um, they're trying to get their way. And just um, to clarify, they're not it's not manipulation as in like, Oh my God, they're a narcissist. And no, no, they're a hurt person who is just trying to escape that pain. Yeah. Go back and watch the video we did on narcissism. Uh, not video. Sorry. Uh, podcast podcast we did on narcissism. I yeah. think it was like earlier on in the episodes, like episode three or four. Um, but that will explain mm-hmm. where we stand on that. Cause we don't believe most people are narcissists to be really honest with you, even though everybody is, seems to be labeled one. Um, or bipolar, one of the two or both. But anyways, we want to shift your mindset here and just give you a direction and tell you what's going on, how to go about this. 
Um, and, you know, to fix it, but then also we don't have the time to go through all the steps on how to fix this in this episode. There's just no way. <laughs> no way. Um, if you want extended help and, and more depth help, just ask. But our main goal is just to give you on how to stand. That way you can be like, no, I'm doing the right thing. Yes. And, and you're more confident. That's where our goal is with this podcast. And to give, to give you that support also, like, it, that is the right thing. It is the right thing to say no and to not, not help in, in filing for a divorce. Yes. So get get used to saying no. It's okay. Yes. <laughs> you don't have to please everyone. Stop being a people pleaser. Uh, now, the question is, what are you going to do more importantly? Now that you know where to stand, what are you going to do more importantly to change and grow? Mm-hmm. So because you need, chances are a lot of change to be in place before they're willing to seek. Because remember, trust is the big issue here. And if they don't, like you can be telling the truth. This is where I am. This is what I do. But if they don't, that, that doesn't really build trust. What builds trust is massive growth and change quickly. Mm-hmm. Because that's where it's going to show the desire. Not only desire there is going to be implanted, but also it's going to inject doubt into their decision to get a divorce. And it's also going to uh, show them that like, hey, things can be different. Like this is real. But they're going to test you. They're going to be like, this isn't real. You're not changing. This is just a front. Right? So <laughs> The <laughs> like, test will come. Yeah. That will all be there. And so stand firm. Yeah. You're not alone. Yeah, but you're not alone here. We're here if you need help. But that being said, we love you. God loves you. And we will see you in the next episode. Have a good one. Bye. Now, that's all we have for today's show. And remember, prayer without action is just dead faith. So make sure to implement everything you learned here today from today's show. By the way, hope you enjoyed this episode on the Marriage 2.0 podcast. And if you did, please make sure you share this episode on your social media and tag at Tommy and Desnica. And if you did enjoy it, make sure to subscribe to the Marriage 2.0 podcast and give us a five-star rating. However, listen, most importantly, so many people are at the end of their ropes, crying themselves to sleep every night. And we can only spread our message and story so far here. So we need you to make sure that you really share the knowledge with others that really need it so that we can impact them. Yes. And you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. So make sure to join our free Facebook group, Christian Marriage Coaching for support, daily content, and free trainings to help you go from roommates to teammates. Have an amazing day and God bless.